0: Hi, everybody. It's Kevin Clark with another great episode of Decoding Real Estate in Ballin County, Alabama. As promised, I've got a great one today. This one is about the pros and cons of real estate investment. We've talked about investing in real estate before, and this time I want to give you some pointers or just bullet points on the benefits and negatives of investing in real estate. To start... I'd like to say there are some distinctions I want to make between residential real estate and investment or in commercial real estate. Residential real estate most people think about single family homes, single family condos, properties like that. Those are can be great investments. But there's more than just single family homes or condominiums or such. You've got multifamily, which could be a duplex, triplex, fourplex, apartment buildings, and any of those types of properties that you can think of that have residential uses, but are investment properties, even more so than single family or condos. Then you start going into commercial real estate. And commercial real estate its a whole nother beast in itself. They're so very different from necessarily residential and even multifamily apartment complexes or duplexes and so forth. The reason they're different is they have a different aspect to it. They're not for housing. They're for businesses. And that can create a whole other level of difficulty and issues that you have to sort of Think about when you're doing your due diligence or simply trying to decide if you want to make such an investment. And there are so many different varieties of types of commercial real estate. You could have a retail shopping center, you could have with your usual dry cleaners or food uses, cell phone stores, and so on, coffee shops. You can have freestanding retail. You could have a freestanding Starbucks, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. So there are a lot of different types of retail uses. You have office uses, which could be small, single office types of buildings. And then you could have multi-office buildings, such as low-rise, mid-rise, high-rise buildings. So that is an important aspect of commercial real estate. You can have industrial properties. You could have warehousing. You could have industrial. I mean, it's just there's so many different types of real estate. You could have raw land for laydown yards for manufacturers. You could have manufacturing complexes, oil refiner. I mean, it just it goes on and on and on. And with each type of investment They create different challenges. Now, let's get back to the first step, something that most people are used to because they either have owned a home or they've lived in an apartment. And this will give you some idea of what you could face if you wanted to get started. A lot of people talk about, oh, I'm going to buy a small house. I'm going to rehab it or fix it up. And then I'm either put a tenant in or I'm going to sell it for a profit. That's a great idea. And a lot of people do that. You have people that are wholesalers who they go out and they actually find properties that are in need of upgrades that maybe the owner doesn't want to own anymore, and they find a person who then is going to do the rehab or flip or investment, and they middle the property so that they can make a profit. And so all these things come down to understanding the benefits and the risks. Now, especially with single-family homes, if you're going to think about doing some rehabbing or flipping or whatever the case may be, you have to understand that they're different from other types of investment or commercial properties. If you have a single-family residence or even a condominium and you're going to upgrade it and do some changes to it and then you're going to put it out there to sell and or get a tenant and use it for an investment property, You've got to understand the difference between that and necessarily shopping centers or other properties. With residential properties, they tend to be more binary than other types of commercial or residential investments. And what do I mean by binary? Sounds like some kind of alien concept. With single-family homes or condominiums, you're either going to have them 100% 100% leased or they're going to be not leased. Meaning you're either going to have a tenant and get your rent you want or you're not going to have a tenant and you're going to get nothing. That's why I mean by binary. It's zero or 100%. Meaning that if you get a tenant, they move in, you get your secure deposit and they pay their rent every month. But if for some reason at the end of the term of their lease or if they fail to perform in the lease and they leave the property... Now you have no income, and so that can become a risk for you because the fact that if you don't have income and you don't have the financial reserves, which I talked about before for your personal life in your investment life, if you don't have financial reserves to cover the period of time when you may have a vacancy, that can make it very difficult. Now, with a duplex, triplex, an apartment building you're probably going to have vacancies from time to time, but you're probably also gonna have other tenants in the property. Even a duplex where you own the property, you rent out one unit and you live in the other, you're still getting a benefit from living in that unit because you're not having to pay rent for living in your house or your apartment. You're in that, but you also have a rental unit that's available to rent. So possibly with that, Lack of having the homeowner's expense because you're living in your own property, you may be able to cover whatever period of time you have a vacancy of the unit. Now, when you have multiple units or an apartment building or retail shopping center or other things, you are usually faced with other units still generating income while you may have a certain level of vacancies. Now, with that, you have to understand that I mentioned earlier you may have a single tenant building that's a Retail or some other commercial use for a third party business. Chances are they're going to have larger reserves or monies that you'll be able to go after, or larger security deposits that will make them more able to pay you during a period where there may be either A, a failure to pay rent, or B, able to make a planned exit out of their property and then you can start negotiating with a new tenant which is um, even though it's difficult in its own right it's probably easier than trying to find a residential tenant because with business tenants it's all driven by what's best for their business and it's dollars and cents there's not as much emotion when it comes to somebody wanting to live in a residence just like buying a home there's a lot more emotion involved In real estate investment, you try to take the motion out of it and you do things that are based on what kind of return you want to get and what kind of risks you're being able to absorb for that return. So with that being said, you know you can, with investments, generate passive income. Now, even though you may be putting in some effort to go ahead and rehab or renovate a property, or do the due diligence, do the investment. Once you've got it rehabbed or renovated, or you've made the investment, you don't generally normally have to do anything else to get that income stream. The rent's being paid, the expenses of uh, the tenancy, such as triple net, which I can explain in another episode, but the operating expenses of the shopping center get a portion between all the tenants the cost of taxes, insurance, and maintenance of the shopping center on the common areas That's triple net expenses, NNN, three Ns, net, 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 which means the tenant is partially bearing the cost of ownership. But when you're doing that, many times you're dealing with the management of the property. And so if you're managing your own property that you invested in, that makes it even better because you're saving that eight to ten percent of cost and you're having hands-on experience now if you don't have the time don't have the experience don't have the comfort level you can always find a property management company but you still have to deal with the management of the property whether you're doing it or a third party is doing it you this deal with different types of aspects of it if you're putting sweat equity into the property that part's not passive If you're having to manage your own property, that is not a passive activity. But if part of your concern is you don't have the time to deal with it, you run the numbers and you figure out, do I need to have the property managed by a third party? But that is one of the risks. You're going to have more expense and you're going to have more time. You're going to have to invest in the property to make sure that your investment is going to be successful. Now, even though that may have some negatives, it does have a benefit. There are all types of taxes that people pay on their income. But when you make investments and you have income off that investment, many times depreciation and other benefits through the tax laws give you a way to shelter income and protect the property from being a drain on you time-wise, because you can hire management companies, you can hire people to clean the property, and you get tax benefits for certain things like that, because that money is deductible from the income. And any income you do get can be deducted by having depreciation on the improvements on the property. And then there are a lot of other things that come into play capital gains and other deductions for interest on loans you may have. But that's something you've got to sit down with your accountant and your lawyer and your CPA to make sure that that investment fits well with your current financial situation and the portfolio of your investments, even if it's just a few stocks and some savings and other things that you've done to make your family in a better position financially or just yourself. So what you need to do is, is you need to make sure you understand that there are investment diversifications and tax benefits of having a diverse investment portfolio. I'm not a certified um, uh, investment counselor. I'm not an attorney. I'm not an accountant or CPA. But I can tell you, Like I always harp on, you find really great residential or commercial or just real estate representation from a great agent or realtor. You have your accountant, CPA resources, the tax lawyer, the real estate lawyer, if needed be. You have the people that are going to help you professionally with inspections and insurance and property management. And whether you're doing the rehab and development with yourself as an owner contractor, you have people that are gonna be licensed and are gonna be able to get you through the process of doing the renovations, getting the paint job done, making sure the property is put in the correct kind of legal entity or legal ownership position. Those are all the professionals around you that are gonna come into play. And yes, they can cost money, but that money is a well-spent investment as part of you trying to have passive income and making money through real estate diversification in real estate. Now, there's a a number of downsides, and this occurs when you buy a residential home or an investment property in real estate. You can have fluctuations in the market, and it can impact your property with the values, the rental income, the taxes, the insurance, There are so many different aspects of things that with inflation and or cost of goods or just time in the marketplace that can affect the value of your investment and the ongoing management of it. And those are things you have to consider. You can have unexpected expenses even with a single family home that you live in, but that can even happen more with some kinds of real estate investments, whether they're small or large. So you've gotta have a cushion and a reserve to make sure that you can handle any kind of maintenance, repair, or reserves or money set aside, like a savings in a situation where you're buying a home and if something comes up where your roof has to get replaced or repaired, you have enough money to be able to do that without putting you at risk financially or have to wait and possibly cause more damage to your home you live in. Same goes with commercial or real estate investment. The other thing is you're living in a home you know you're staying there. Unless you have some financial situation change, like you've lost your job or health issues, generally that's not going to be an issue about continued ownership or renting an apartment. But when you have an investment property and you have tenants, whether residential or commercial or businesses, you have a possibility there may be vacancies. People always factor in vacancy reserves or vacancies as part of the cost of doing business. Some 5%, 10% or less. But you have to factor in the chance that you may have a vacancy and you may have to carry the property for a period of time if there is a vacancy, whether scheduled or unscheduled. And the fact is you have to have reserves or money in the bank to be able to cover during that period of time. And you have to be aware that, especially with single family residences or properties, it's binary. Like I told you, you either have rent or you don't have rent. And that can make it a more tricky situation. But even with residential, multifamily, or commercial properties, whichever variety you look at you can still have issues with tenancies. And that's why many cases in commercial properties, investment commercial, you've got to find yourself an agent to go out and rent those properties for you and you have to pay them commissions. Now, while that's just the cost of doing business, that can affect your cash flow and the success or the profitability of a property. But those are things you have to think about. And so when you're considering that, you have to understand that with real estate investments, it's different as far as the upfront costs. With a residence, you can have zero down, low down, three and a half percent down with FHA, 20% down with um, a conforming loan You know that doesn't have any kind of uh, PMI mortgage insurance. But the fact is with commercial, it's more risky than it is with a single family home that you're trying to live in or a condo. Why? Because your primary residence is considered more secure because the last thing you want to do is be homeless or not be able to have a place for you and yours. With investment properties, it's a different story. There's more risk because if the property becomes unprofitable for whatever reason, you have less incentive to stay with it because you simply can take a loss or move on to a different property. And that creates risk if you have investors. And so what happens is, meaning banks or otherwise, so what that means is that you may have to have more money that you have to put up as a buyer of an investment property than you would normally. It might be... A low down payment situation you may only have to put five or ten percent you may have partners that were willing to bear the risk but many times it could be 20 30 40 percent more or more just because of the risk and that means you have more money at risk if the investment doesn't go well so with those simple thoughts in mind i want to give you an overarching perspective if you will on real estate investing whether it's residential, commercial, industrial, retail, single-family, multi-family, it just doesn't matter. I've harped on this before, and I think it's the golden rule. Do your due diligence. Study about it. Speak to your professionals, your realtor, agent, your banker, your person who does your taxes. Get another advice from somebody who maybe does this type of tax work for investment properties, specifically residential. Get a referral for a really good lawyer. It doesn't cost too much to get advice from any of these professionals. And many times, they will do it for little or no payment upfront to give you some perspective. So in the future, when you do do this, you're going to think of them and use them as your professional to handle whatever aspect of the investment in those realtor-driven and real estate-driven investments. I think it's important to, as I've said, do your own due diligence. Trust but verify. Get your understanding of what is important to you. You can go on the Internet. You can talk to real estate professionals and get some reference materials go to Barnes & Noble or some other bookstore, go to Amazon, look at the books that are available to get your education up. And I don't mean just look at one or two, look at five, ten. You don't have to become an expert in the business. You don't have to be a perfectionist about it. But you do need to be able to get enough data and information that you know the right questions to ask and go in with your eyes wide open so that you can ask all the questions to get your intelligent quotient up so that you know what's involved and what's at risk and what are the advantages and disadvantages. (coughs) Excuse me. And then you can consider whether or not you want to move forward. You don't want to go in half-cocked. You don't want to go in not understanding everything. (coughs) Excuse me. You want to go in with as much knowledge as you can get within reason. I'm not saying you don't have to continue to do education on the subject you should and it's something where if you take it seriously and you find out that it is a quite enjoyable way to invest your money and it is exciting and fun you have to look at it as a business because that's where it is you think about how hard it took you to earn the money you have available now to invest and think about how bad it would be if you just threw that money away you don't want to go to Vegas and put on all black. You don't want to play blackjack or poker. You want to go in and know that you're the house and the odds are in your favor. You do that by doing your right amount of due diligence. You get those professionals around you. You ask questions constantly. You keep asking until you have an understanding about it. Not that you have to necessarily understand real estate at a level of having 40 years of experience, but you understand to the level that you are comfortable whether you're in investing a thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand or a million dollars. <coughs> excuse me. You will have an understanding that gives you the best opportunity for making money in real estate and creating passive income that's sheltered by tax laws and other benefits that you're gonna only find out by investigating, understanding, and then doing. Because at some point you have to do just studying and studying and studying forever about what the subject is, you're never gonna feel 100% comfortable because there's always more you can learn. But if you go in with your eyes wide open, well-educated as you can be, asking the right questions, and being honest to yourself about the benefits and risks involved, you're gonna have success. Because I know if you do that, there will not be any question in my mind That when you and your professionals at the end of the day look back over a year or two or 10 at your investment portfolio in residential, commercial, or investment property, you're going to find out that you did the right thing and you made more money to put in the pocket of your family and having them have a better life and you to have a better life and securing their future. Financially, And that's what all of us want to do. We would like our children to live a little better and secure and happier than we did. And that's what our parents and everybody back to the dawn of time wanted for their family and children and their communities. Because many times people are going out into their communities and looking at opportunities to take distressed or underutilized properties or land or anything else, real estate. And understanding they can come in and make a difference in their community and lift everybody up. As they say, wa- rising water lifts all boats. Well, that's true. Whether it's a greed, whether it's community, whether it's just a desire to put your family in a better financial position and be able to give them the things that you want. Or just even for yourself. Greed rightly understood. And it's fair to want to have that for you and yours do it right, do it intelligently, and I know you will have success. That's all my preaching for today. Sometimes I wonder if uh, I do too much of it, but that's how I feel. I love real estate. I love how it can change people's lives because it is a wonderful, wonderful aspect of life because, as you know, beneath all of us is the land. And land is real estate in its simplest form. And so I once again deeply appreciate you listening to my podcast. It really makes me so happy inside. And it's it's my own guilty pleasure to see people listening to my podcast and it makes me feel great. So if there's anything I can never do for you about real estate, give me a call 251-599-6375. If you ever have an event and you want to have a speaker and it's real estate related, or you just want people to be able to hear something interesting that maybe is a little different than the standard speaker at an event, give me a call. And of course, don't forget, we have valpointrealestate.com and search Great websites, a lot of tools, fantastic information on the market. And I wish all of you success in your real estate investing future and in your personal primary home residential searches and successes. I wish you the best. I will have another great episode coming up for you soon. And remember, if you ever need help, you give me a call. It's Kevin Clark signing off, and I wish you all the best. Talk to you soon.